The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast with your host, Lakeisha. So this weekend has been really crazy. I've been busy um, planning my sister friend Nadia's baby shower and it was a success. So I'm so excited for her and her husband and family. Um, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. It was an Aria and Company themed party because the baby's name will be Aria. <laughs> so a uh, play off of Tiffany and Company. So I'm excited that that was such a success. Um, the weather here though is like pretty bad. <laughs> I'm like, the snow is horrible, but I guess we should expect that living in Milwaukee. But I guess I thought we were in the clear. But, you know, I I, I guess I'd rather have snow than anything else. <laughs> but other than that, you know, things have been good. I actually got the keys to my office space. So I'm so excited. And so pictures should be coming soon for that for you guys, just to see where I'll be working out of for the Evolving Chair Counseling and Consulting Agency. I'm just so, so excited for that. And if you guys have not yet got your tickets for the Enduring the Winter Self-Care Retreat for Women, do that now. That is Saturday, February 10th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Pathways of Light Wellness Center. There will be five dynamic breakout sessions and I'm one of the facilitators. So I'll be facilitating my workshop, I'm Every Woman, that I actually had an opportunity to facilitate last year in November for the Black Mental Wellness Weekend in Chicago. And there will be breakfast, lunch, snacks, all for just $45. And this is being put on by Just Ministries. So again, that is Saturday, February 10th, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Pathways of Light Wellness Center. And you can go to www.justministries.org or if you're on my Instagrams, L Russell one three or at the evolving chair you can click the link in the bio and then click the enduring the winter retreat tab and purchase your tickets that way all right you guys so we're starting off with our pop therapy segment and so with this segment I came across an article actually that was written um last June sometime talking about entrepreneurs and it talked about how entrepreneurs are more at risk for certain mental mental health issues. And it was four issues that were highlighted. So the first one being an increased risk of depression. So the entrepreneurs are working long hours due to their concept of time is money. So they don't, they sleep less. They don't have time outside to enjoy activities with their friends and families, or even they have less time to exercise or any other self-care like activities. Um, many of them might feel isolated, um, whether it's physically or mentally, because sometimes entrepreneurs feel like they can't, they don't, they can't have conversations with other people in their life because they may not necessarily understand what they're going through as just being a business owner. And many entrepreneurs um, may not be aware that it is depression that they might be exhibiting and they will just feel me feel more prone to work through it. So working longer, um, but 
key signs of depression, if you guys remember, is um, difficulty sleeping, irritability, or changes in your weight. And these are like the less obvious signs because then people might be like, oh, that's just stress. But you know, stress only lasts for so long. But when you're constantly feeling like that low, that could more than likely be depression. Um, Number two was there at risk for an increase of having self-worth issues. So many entrepreneurs tie their self-worth into their net worth. And so they have in their mindset, their business is who they are and not what they do. So they don't know how to um, separate the two. And granted, you know, our, our business is a reflection of us, but yet this is saying that when the business does really well, your self-esteem goes through the roof. But when your business does really bad and tanks, like a project um, may not have gone so well or a goal might not have reached, then you are just down and out versus still looking at it from a standpoint of, you know what, I did my best and that was good enough, but I can learn from what didn't work. Number three was an increased risk of anxiety. So many are under a lot of stress and pressure as entrepreneurs and they are constantly worrying about their business and making sure like, oh, I need to get this sale um, or this service sold so I can pay this or pay that. So many times entrepreneurs have those thoughts ruminating in their mind. I know for me, um, just as a startup entrepreneur, like a lot, a lot of times I've had that mindset like, oh, okay, I got to make sure, you know, I'm able to pay this and I'm able to pay that. But I also had to take a step back to be like, well, you know what, let me look at my game plan and be realistic about what I can do. That way I'm not always constantly ruminating about what I need to do when I need to do it and 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 tying it to the financial gains of it. Number four, entrepreneurs are at a higher risk of addiction because entrepreneurs are so go-getters. They can have that compulsive like drive and just to keep going and where where they kind of get that high off of just constantly achieving those things almost like obsessive compulsive disorder so you like you constantly got to keep going at it going at going at it um so you want to be cognizant of those type of things and I'll post that article within my description for you guys to take a look at it too um so today I will actually be having a special guest Dr. Janae Taylor And she is the host of the Minding My Black Business podcast. And it's such a great podcast. I encourage you all to take a listen to it. She has different people um, that are entrepreneurs um, and, and they just share their journey and things that they've learned along the way. And so I've enjoyed it and I actually have the opportunity to be a guest on there. And she's so cool and she's just so down to earth. But Dr. Taylor, she resides in Virginia Beach where she operates Taylor Counseling and Consulting Services and she works with black men and women who are struggling with harmful self-evaluations. With Dr. Taylor, therapy helps them to create a more empowered and focused sense of self that is more aligned with their beliefs and values. Dr. Taylor also provides consultations to black entrepreneurs in every stage of the game who are working to balance their mental health, black identity, and successful businesses.
And again, like I said, her podcast is Minding My Black Business, which not also is just a podcast, but it's also a movement too, where she focuses on engaging, informing, and supporting other Black entrepreneurs. So I I just love everything about Dr. Taylor. She is so dope, y'all. So we'll be right back after this with Dr. Taylor. For you, the listeners of the Evolving Cheer podcast, Audible is offering a free audio download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend SOAR by Bishop T.D. Jakes. If you're feeling stuck with getting your business off the ground or taking it to the next level, this is the book for you. It will surely have you soaring high like eagles. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D for your free audiobook today. So welcome back, you guys. And I have a very special guest today on the pot with me, Dr. Janae Taylor. You want to say hi to the TEC listeners? Hi! I am so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me to the Evolving Chair. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, I'm glad you said yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so it's truly an honor for me um, when I have different guests come and share their knowledge and just a little bit of their backstory. So I always appreciate that. So I appreciate you for coming. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Of course, we had such a good time when you stopped by um, Minding My Black Business. So when you invited me, I was like, yes, let's do this. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. I had a ball too doing that. <laughs> so I knew we had to continue on. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So so Dr. Taylor, you work with black entrepreneurs. I know you work with a gamut of um individuals too who aren't um entrepreneurs, but I know right. a little bit of your focus is on the black entrepreneur, right? Absolutely. Hey. Yes. So um go ahead. I cut you off. No, I'll just say hence your creation of Minding My Black Business, which also is a movement and a podcast. That's it. You absolutely got it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it the the focus on black entrepreneurs uh, initially was sort of selfish. Uh, it, mm. <laughs> it was it was born out of my own experiences of creating the private practice and some of the things that goes along with starting a business, maintaining a business. Um, And so looking for a space where I can have community and talking with other black entrepreneurs about what it means to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Anything from like creating a website to Mm -hmm. finding community partners to, you know, if I really want to work with only black people, how do I do that without being Um, like, you know, too, you know, too mm -hmm. much. So just, (laughs) so, It was it was really born out of that. And then the other pieces around sort of combining my training in terms of the mental health piece with what it means to just do all that, Um, because most entrepreneurs that I've encountered, they are working out of a place of passion and wanting to, you know, provide service and goods Mm -hmm. to the community. And that can be really, really fun initially, but it also can wear you out if you don't create any boundaries. And so um, I hadn't heard many people talking about that space, about how as entrepreneurs, how do we take care of ourselves emotionally? Um, So that was where... That's where mine and my business came from. That was part of it, yeah. 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. Now, um, in the beginning of the show, I highlighted four things um, that I found an article about um, just entrepreneurs to be aware of or it puts them more at at risk with their own mental health, Uh well-being. And the four things were that being an entrepreneur can lead to an increased risk of depression, an increased Mm -hmm. risk of self-worth issues, an increased risk of anxiety, and an increased risk of addiction. For you, how have you ever had any challenges being an entrepreneur with anxiety, self-worth, addiction, or anything of those natures, depression? Mm, so I would say of of those things, definitely I think anxiety comes up. So mm-hmm. for me, anxiety is connected to um, a sense of control, a sense of focus, a sense of sort of knowing um, you know, what's the next five steps and next 10 steps. And so when you're creating something that doesn't really have a playbook, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that can create a lot of moments of excitement. Like, oh, okay, that means the sky's the limit. But it also means like, oh, not many people are going to have a lot of direction for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as to, as to what happens next. And so, um, and for me, that's how those things sort of manifest themselves when I'm trying to figure out, okay, I see where I'm trying to go, but I also recognize where I am and mm-hmm. I can't quite figure out how to get over there. Um, or um, having to sort of uh, recalculate, you know, you, you've charted down a course mm-hmm. um, and get into that place where you can talk to yourself and you say, you know, I think this is as far as this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So let me let me figure out how to turn turn and shift this a little bit and then being worried about that. Like, so is that going to be as impactful as I thought or mm-hmm. is that even going to fly? I mean, there's just a lot of um, there can be a lot of anxiety around putting products together, putting services together um, and then just sort of hoping that you are hitting the pulse of what is needed out there in the community. Um, so um, like an, an example that comes up. A concrete example is we, um, so I share an office suite with two other therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, and last spring, we um, did an open house. Um, oh. So it was like our first, we had been there maybe about six months or so. Mm-hmm. And um, so we figured that would be a good way to sort of integrate um, we'll announce to the community who we are because um, we are in a space where there are several other businesses there um, and make some connections. But that mm-hmm. whole process was nerve wracking. So uh, <laughs> it's like anytime you create any sort of um, community activity, you don't really know exactly. who's getting the, the the advertisement and you don't know who's coming. Like, right. so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and when they hear like therapy, or is that going to make them less inclined or more inclined <laughs> to hear us out? So it's just so there for me of those things on that list. Um, I think there is a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. with things, which for me sort of translate into anxiety. Um, not a constant sense of anxiety, but it it does get there from time to time. I tend to be, um, you know, fairly mellow in my disposition, but there are some things that even I, I'm just like, ugh. And so <laughs> <laughs> a, a way that I deal with that is through delegation, mm-hmm. um, like recognizing I can't be, I can't do all of the things. Mm-hmm. I, my degree is in a specific thing and not everything. And so like when it comes to things like quarterly taxes or mm-hmm. helping, helping manage the the 
phone calls and trying to get back to people and responding to emails in a timely fashion. I know that that's going to be really tough for me during the work day if I'm sitting with clients and so getting some assistance with that. So just being able to sort of humble myself uh-huh. and recognize <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just one of me. And, yes. um, you know, those spaces in which I've chosen to sort of add to my team, for lack of another phrase, mm-hmm. that has really helped with um, those pieces is, you know, I can't do it all. These people can. They're really good at it. So let them let them do it. Yes. Yes. And I I don't think, you know, many people understand that because when you think of this is your business, you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have to have every hand and every pot within the business. Right. And and you and so you should know what's going on. You know, don't let anybody just run run away with your business. But But that doesn't mean you have to do the day to day of every single thing. And that was hard for me, too, because I, you know, I, I don't think I'm a micromanager, but it mm-hmm. was it did feel like I was giving up like my baby. Like, mm. OK, like, look, now this is her favorite blanket and this is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> don't be tripping. She right. likes, the, you know, so. Um, so, yeah, it, it did feel like that. But um, I think the thing that was really helpful is the people that I've surrounded um, that I've added to the team, we had a lot of conversations before we even entered into that agreement together. I was like, mm-hmm. like, look, I think the thing that's going to be really helpful is if we sort of set up a regular sense of communication so I know what's going on mm-hmm. and you know what's going on. And so that has just taken all that away. So it doesn't feel like I just dropped this thing off and walked away. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I am making lots of decisions and they just execute. And so, um, yeah, you can't do it by, you shouldn't, you shouldn't try to do it by yourself. Exactly. You shouldn't have to do it by, right. And so, Dr. Taylor, how do you not fall into that time is money concept? Because, you know, you think of um, people that are freshly starting their businesses and fresh to this entrepreneurial thing, and they can't help but to be like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to keep working. I got to keep working because time is money. So anytime that I'm not working on my business, like I'm losing money or creativity or what have you. So how do you keep yourself from not falling into that trap? Or did you when you first started? Right. Okay. So see, okay. (laughs) So... Because the reality is time is money. So uh, <laughs> that's the reality of it. Uh, but nobody is working 24 hours a day and it's mm. silly to, to try to make that your goal um, or to even have that approach of like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, I'll, mm, you'll never yeah. get it. I, I love yeah. naps too much to be on that, yeah. on that train. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> or sleep is for the week. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that makes no sense what you're saying. Stop, so, stop. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that um, I have to... Um, so I don't necessarily get caught up in, so time is money for me. Like that mm-hmm. is something that I, I think and say, but it's not something that then translates into me, like sacrificing parts of me or myself mm-hmm. or my relationship as a result of that. So those yeah. are two separate concepts to me. Now there are moments when I need to, Hey, let me finish up my paperwork. So mm-hmm. it might be a couple of hours longer than what I said. Um, versus I hadn't talked to this person in six months because I've been so focused on this thing. Mm -hmm. And so, because for me, I need that sort of like constant, um, I need my friendships. I need my relationships. I need Mm -hmm. my family. And so I can't afford to create that distance with them because 
then me, Janae, uh, would not be able to be the therapist <laughs> and right. the entrepreneur. And so, um, so in the grand scheme of things, if I have to choose anything, those relationships are the things that I cling to because I can always, worst case scenario, start another business. Mm. Um, and so, but my family is my family. They're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Or I, they, they're not going nowhere. So anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so time is money. Um, but also there are other ways in which I spend my time that I consider to be just as valuable. So yeah, it's nice to have that good point in the bank. Absolutely. But it also is helpful to, to feel as though I'm nourished and loved and cared for and to be able to share those things too. So money is important, but it's not the only thing yeah. um, that's important to me. Awesome. Yeah. And now how do you work that out when you have somebody in front of you who's an entrepreneur and their, you know, time is money, but the concept is like, you know, I'll sleep later. I'll spend time with my family later. I'll go on vacation later. Like I'm all about my business. How do you like walk us through? How do you work that out with somebody in front of you? That's an entrepreneur. Right, 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 right. So um, I like to go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cause I think we can get really narrowed down once we started getting the grind of building the business or mm-hmm. or maintaining the business that we're just sort of focusing on these bills that are coming up and mm-hmm. it's bank and all that kind of stuff. And so I like to pull all the way out in terms of like, how did you even come to entrepreneurship? Like, mm-hmm. what was that about? You know, mm-hmm. um, you don't hear a lot of kids at, at five and seven saying, I want to own my own business. They want to mm-hmm. be astronauts and cowboys and such. And so... <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so how did you get there? You know, and talking about what were some of the beliefs and values you had around what it meant for you to sort of stake your claim on this particular thing, service or good, like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, so if, if it was because you wanted to make a positive impact on your community, okay, so let's talk about that. And what ways is your business doing that? So I like to sort of bring people back to like those very beginnings when we were daydreaming about our businesses. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about them going really well and us flourishing and being wonderful. And then having them sort of, you know, sort of highlighting that there's sort of inequity now because now you're focused on the money piece and you've let that part that allows yourself to dream and flourish and grow. Like you, you're let, you're losing that. Mm-hmm. So how, how can we get, get back to that? How can mm-hmm. we create a system in which you have some space for that? Cause money is very important, mm-hmm. but if you are chasing a dollar, then you're going to miss out on some things that are going to take you away from the things that, that um, urged you to create the business. And people can kind of see that if you are not, um, customer focus mm. and you're more focused on just trying to make the dollar that right. that translates um, I feel like it would translate for me as a therapist if I was just worried about that good copay or that good session <laughs> fee and not about their health right. I think it would come across and so that's the other part too it's like even though you're looking at that money people are going to be able to feel that mm-hmm. then it's going to do the opposite of what you're looking for like the harder you go for that you're gonna it's gonna you know disappear between your hands so what are what are some ways in which you can um you know continue to because maybe part of it means you need to pull back a little bit or take mm. a pause or maybe there's some maybe there are two activities that combine that can be combined into one you don't have to work as hard mm. and you can mm. you know nourish the parts of you because that's the other part too is if you're so focused on the money then you as the entrepreneur um, are just being pounded down into. And that's when I see people like not sleeping and not mm-hmm. eating, 
Um, you know, they don't take breaks and they're, you know, um, on social media all times of night and morning and promoting and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, wait a minute. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's, that's where I would start and we will try to figure out a way in which you can balance some activities, um, because without them, there is no business. So if you are so grounding, you're grounding yourself down that there's no you at the end of it, then you've done nobody any good. Mm. Yeah, which which segues into the next question. So many entrepreneurs tie their self-worth into their net worth. Mm. And so how did you not succumb to that? Or again, if when you first started your private practice, were mm-hmm. you so engulfed into like my business is me and that's all of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good question. That is a really good question. I'm having to sit in like man. <laughs> Cause I think, I think part of it was, um, so yeah, I, I think I still, walk around with my business as me. My business mm-hmm. is me. I am my business. I am mm-hmm. my best ambassador for my business. Um, and, but for me, it sort of means something a little bit. Like I see my, my point or the whole mm-hmm. goal in the practice and with minding my bad business, same thing, is mm-hmm. to provide a service. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself as one of many and my goal is to, to, um, to give more than I receive when it comes to the, to the black community. And so I see my space is to focus on mental health. And so while I am my business, mm-hmm. I also am not the only one who does mental health services. Right. I'm not the only black therapist. I also <laughs> recognize what my limitations are when it comes to like my specialty and niche areas. You know, mm-hmm. I work with, um, uh, healthy relationships and work-life balance and mm-hmm. race-related traumas. But there are other folks who do a tons of other things and they're fantastic at it. So I don't see myself as like in competition with anybody. Like, mm. so I have my business, but there are so many other people doing so many great things. My job I see is to do, stay in my lane mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> with my specialty <laughs> areas. And then when I feel like something is, is, um, it doesn't match with what I do, then my job then is to help get them there to, to that person or that service or that entity in which they can, you know, flourish in that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see myself in competition with other black businesses or other black mental health therapists. Um, and at the same time, you know, my job is to be consistent and competent and clear about who I am and where I am. Um, so, yeah, I am my business, but my <laughs> business is here. It's not everything for everybody. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I I recognize that too, and so, um, so yeah, so I try to share and refer and highlight and all that kind of stuff. Other people, as much as as often as I, as I can, I like to try to really think in community, um, because I'm not I'm not trying to be out there by myself, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I love that piece. And now, what's an activity? that somebody can do to kind of separate their you and I and I know what you mean like you know you are like your business you Mm -hmm. are are that model that example of it but yet your self-esteem and stuff isn't tied up in it so like say if like your business you know Mm -hmm. doesn't do well you you still feel good about yourself you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like when you know you put in your best work effort um, right. to get the task done and it just probably just didn't 
do well, but you still feel good at the end of the end of the day. So how do you work with those people that have them have their self-esteem tied into their business? You know, so when the business is doing great, they feel great. But when right. it's not doing good, you see another part of them that's just like, what happened? Right, right, right. So, um, so to some extent, you should feel some of those things, right? So mm-hmm. there should be a natural mm, sadness, for lack of another phrase, or disappointment if um, you know you set off on a business venture and it doesn't pan out the way you anticipated. I get that. Um, so that makes sense. But when it gets to a point where you feel like that's all that there was, because I think that's that's where your question is. Um, mm-hmm. So now that that's not working, then there's I'm lost sort yeah. of thing. Um, I think that's where it's it's more of like focusing on that balance. So I am really, really, really big on community and mm-hmm. so um, and social support. And the reason why I say that is because and we talk about that in the very beginning. Really, I talk with that about everybody in one of those beginning sessions about who's your who's in your network, who's your support network, how do you use them, how did you meet them, how long have they been there, that sort of thing. Because it has been for me those moments when I have, you know, I you know, some such and such hadn't heard from me in three days or whatever. I ain't talked to my mama in four days, you know, mm-hmm. she puts out the beacon you know so uh, <laughs> and I don't even realize that I have traveled down that path it has been my support network to like be like hey uh I know you think you're doing good but right. uh <laughs> are, are you okay you keep saying you're okay but I don't believe you that sort of thing so sometimes it takes people outside of us um to sort of hold up a mirror and hold it hold hold it up to us and say um I feel like you're trying to hold it together but I can sort of see that something difficult is going on and I'm here. Mm. Um, so I think it's best to sort of have those people engaged from the beginning before you start, you know, slipping off into wherever you go in those right. tough moments um, so that they'll know to sort of hold you accountable or that it's okay to check in. Cause that's the other thing too. Sometimes people see something and they don't necessarily say something because they don't want to necessarily make you mad, make me mad. You know what I mean? I'll be mm. all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't be mad and okay <laughs> at the end of the day they ruin my relationship and just sitting in the phone mm. so so that's part of it is engaging that 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 system the other part is it is perfectly okay to take breaks perfectly mm. okay to take breaks and so um I have to remind Asha for doers of that sometimes like you know people have holidays and you can have one too and so <laughs> It's okay. So, uh, because I know, you know, as entrepreneurs, we try to take advantage of those things in a positive way, you know, like when it comes to Black Friday sales Mm -hmm. and here we have History Month and all that good stuff. We try to take advantage of of those things in a business way, which makes a lot of sense, but you still need to create some space uh, where you can just sort of unplug, decompress, and get back connected with you. So, um, I would for an entrepreneur, I would encourage them to figure out what that's going to look like. So maybe you can't take the holiday buzz off, but maybe right after it. Or maybe you plan your own personal spring break. You know, those sorts mm-hmm. of things. You're going to need those things. And ideally, it would be nice if everybody could fly to a tropical island. But it really could right. mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> it really could mean that you do what they call a staycation, that you just stay around mm. and um, just sort of chill mm. um, in, in, in the community. And maybe you meet some new entrepreneurs. Maybe you get, um, you know, find some new businesses to connect with at a later date. But um, so your support network is going to be helpful taking some breaks and i think um the the basic things around um some self-care um and doing the day-to-day things um so i can't tell you how many entrepreneurs sort of work 10 12 hour days and they Mm. may or may not have eaten um throughout the day or even had a bottle of water oh my goodness Mm. Uh, and so or had the proper amount of sleep and when i say proper i do not mean five hours Um, you know, six to eight, ideally eight to 10, if we could get there, but you know, I'll, I'll let you slide with six to eight. Um, (laughs) because when you have those basic things that you can think properly, you can, you know, you can function, you can focus. Um, so those are the things just sort of offhand, um, without knowing someone's individual situation that I would, that I would encourage people to, to be mindful of, um, as they sort of maneuver this entrepreneurship life. Awesome. I like those. I like those. I feel like those are like the top mm-hmm, dues mm-hmm. of an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I like that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and another piece of this, because, you know, right now it's, it's more general in terms of entrepreneurs, but yet, mm-hmm. you know, black entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just thinking of me in general too, that me being a black female entrepreneur, I feel mm-hmm. like I have to go like twice as hard, mm-hmm. you know, to have my practice or my business successful mm-hmm. to the magnitude of what society says it needs to be. So how mm-hmm. do you combat that? And even you, Dr. Taylor, with you being a black female entrepreneur mm-hmm. yourself, you know, how, how do you not succumb to those societal pressures and to know that, you know, I, I'm doing good. You know, I, I don't have. And of course, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to see each other win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you not get to that place of where you you're feeling inferior to your counterparts and like their success? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. OK. So. Those are, OK. All right. I know. So. Right. It's like 50 <laughs> questions in one. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. I love them because these are real. These are real questions. So, um, so I'm gonna see if I can take it bit by bit. Yes. Um, so I think you are so absolutely right when it comes to like being being a black entrepreneur because now we're talking about pieces of mm-hmm. depending on your service or good, you might be able to promote your business without ever having to be the face of it. Mm. Um, um, for some people they you know sort of prefer that mm-hmm. um, and feel as though that wouldn't necessarily create any level of influence for from a potential customer and mm-hmm. they they might be right about that um, and then for others it's so very necessary um, that the customer know who's sort of attached you know who's going to be providing right. my service or whatever um, and so so for them, they might have a another set of um, questions about how they do that um, and to what extent do I do that? Um, and, 
you know, so do I put my name on the website and not my picture? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how detailed do I go with my bio? Do I, is it like a resume or, or is it, does it feel more personal? Like I'm writing to you like a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, I even sort of went through my own transition um, with the practice about um, how do I, how do I do this? Um, cause I knew I wanted to work exclusively with the black community. Okay. Um, and so what I did initially was like, write all this coded language, like mm. <laughs> community <laughs> and cultural. And, um, I don't know what else I said. I can't even remember, but I remember having this thought going through my head as I was writing a website, like, okay, so what words can I say to speak to my people? And mm. so, um, I happen to belong to this Facebook group of therapists and who were in private practice. I don't think that was the name of the group, but it was a group. And so they had a, a, a thread where you could like um, submit your website for feedback. Okay. And um, so I did that. And uh, one person, and I can't remember who this is, but I need to like feel like I need to go back to this thread. And she was <laughs> like, are you trying to talk to somebody in particular? <laughs> <laughs> this website and I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she was like um and she wasn't black uh-huh. uh and so she was like well who who are you talking to and I was huh. like why are you asking me that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh, and I was like well Okay, so we're going there. Okay, so to be honest, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk to black people. She said, would you say that? And I was like, mm. right. That that was it. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> you were so right. I could just say that. And so it was like that left the floodgates open. So I was like, okay, let's, let's go black or go home. And so... Mm. Um, so then I started adding my phrases exclusively for the black community. Um, oh. That's why when it came to um, doing the podcast, I needed to have black in the title. Um, and it took me a minute to figure out the words. But um, yeah, so for me, my approach to being a black professional, black therapist, black, podca- black podcaster, blah, 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 um, is I, I wanted to stand fully firmly in it. And just sort of being unapologetically that and my concerns with my black community and that's it. And mm-hmm. so if you ask me to do something else, then you probably need to look for somebody else because this is where I am. Mm. And so, but it took me a minute to get there. Mm. Uh, it took me a minute <laughs> to get there. And so, um, so it's sort of like, I'm not necessarily focused on those people who don't want to deal with me mm-hmm. because of those things, because then I figure, oh, okay, well, we're not going to work well together because this is where I am. Yeah. And um, there are other people who can provide what you're looking for. I just am not that person. Mm-hmm. And, so, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Because uh, when I when I am with someone and I feel like our what they're looking for connects with what I can offer, when that matches, then we do the best work ever. Mm. And so um, if I if I try to force things based on what somebody's looking for, and I know that that's not what I'm rocking with, mm-hmm. then that makes for I, I I don't do what I consider to be my best work. So mm. um, and it took some it took some sort of like you know, filling that out to realize, oh, I work better when I do stuff I enjoy. That seems really simple. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But when you're a business person, it's like, I can't turn down that project. Oh, but you can, because now you're making space for a project that you deserve or that you're really going to enjoy and that, you know, might even lead to like four more projects. So, um, 
So yeah, it's okay to say no. It's mm. it's absolutely okay to say no. It's absolutely okay. Um, in fact, it's to your benefit to do mm. that around things that don't feel like they match with you, um, because now you're creating space for the stuff that's supposed to be in your lap yeah. uh, to fall there. So yeah, so that's yeah, that was yeah. a long answer. No, I love it. I love it because, you know, oftentimes um, I know for me, just like even I think more so through this podcasting journey for me, I went through so much of that comparison trap, which is why like I, I took a hiatus because I was it was it became more about the numbers and, you know, trying to find ways to get people to listen. But it wasn't me really staying true to my mission and vision of the podcast, you know, so I had to take a time. Um, just to take a break, right? Right. Um, right. and that's where I came back, refreshed and rejuvenated. Like, you know what? Like, I'm not in comparison with anybody. Absolutely you know, this not. is my passion, and this right. is what I want to speak on and share with right. people. I'm gonna continue right. to do that, and the ones that will listen will listen. That's it. That's it. Now, so as it relates to the podcast, when it comes to um, speaking to, to what you just said, mm-hmm. and um, so I feel like when it comes to like comparing uh, my life as a podcaster or my mm-hmm. role as a podcaster with my role as a therapist, like I got therapy down, right? So I went right. to school, got some degrees yeah. and such, had some training and stuff. And so, but this podcast life is new. And so... <laughs> <laughs> It's so new. So, so, um, so there are parts of me that I feel like I'm just walking around, um, (laughs) just like all naive and stuff, being like, "Hey, speaking to everybody." So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like, "Hey, y'all," and they're like, "Who was that?" So, anyway, uh, (laughs) so I think for me, the newest and naivete helps me a little bit Mm. uh, when it comes to comparison, because I don't even know what I'm supposed to be paying attention to sometimes when it comes Uh to like behind the scenes stuff okay. and then there are other times when I do hear things about like numbers of downloads I am in some podcast groups as well mm-hmm. um like on social media and I hear like numbers of downloads or the guests that they got to uh you know meet with or um connections between podcasts and I'm like hmm how they do that or <laughs> <laughs> or sponsorship or um so yeah I have to um I think I go back and forth between, so there's a benefit of being naive. Like I feel like, cause there's almost like no constraints because I don't know that I shouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, okay, I'll email Oprah and see what she talking and about. And see what she's saying. <laughs> I, I, I am that way too. I'm going to just send an email, shoot my shot. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, Issa, girl. So, uh, so. <laughs> look, let me tell you, Issa, if you listening, girl, I done sent right. you like a, a DM and an email. Come on now, Issa. <laughs> help us out. Help, help us out, Issa. We rooting for you. We rooting for right. you. Right. Like, like, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love all them folks. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so there's like a benefit of, of, of being new to the game. Uh, there's love that I even tell you that I just feel like there are no rules when there clearly are. So, uh, <laughs> So that's that's helpful. But I yeah, there are some moments where I get caught up in my own like sort of comparison about mm. 
where I feel like I should be or yeah. how much I should be recording. You know, even before we got on this, um, before we did this interview that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. there is an episode I'm trying to like get out, uh, but it's like stuck in my head. I can't think through the thoughts and I'm mm. like, what's going on? So there are moments when I have to like figure that out. Like, why can't you just, you know, like I got the title and I know the, oh. what I'm trying to go with, uh-huh. but I can't, I can't figure it out. So um, so yeah, there are moments when I get caught and stuck and sometimes I have to do something completely different, um, from what I'm intending to do to just give myself a minute to like, let that breathe a bit. Um, and the comparison trap, which really helps me the most mm-hmm. is when I talk to somebody about it, mm. um, whether that's another podcaster, yeah. another therapist, a friend, uh, I'm just saying, look, uh, you know, I'm having a really hard time not comparing myself with such and such because I feel like I should be at this place mm. and, and just being able to talk that out. Um, sometimes feels a little embarrassing. Like I can't believe I'm sorry that I'm still comparing comparing myself to other people. But right. this is just something that you know I'm feeling really vulnerable about this. And then the people that I choose to talk with, um, they know that if I am saying something to them, this must be something that's really weighing on me. And so that's really helpful too to just get it out, mm-hmm. um, and then go do something that's not at all related to that. Um, and then. If, you know, if worst, worst case comes to worse, then I'll do what I need to do to sort of do my own work, whether that means go to therapy and talk mm-hmm. about, you know, what it means to create essentially like a new career or a new business mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and, and work that out. So, um, but yeah, I think to some extent we all kind of do something where we're comparing ourselves, like um, for social media, for all of his wonderful things, I think that's a really easy way to get caught up in stuff because mm-hmm. you see people all the time. Um, but yeah, so that that happens to me too. And um, usually I'm in a space where I can just sort of like reach out to somebody and be like, I, I need to get this out. I need to get this out. Um, mm. And that really helps. Mm-hmm. That's good. And one thing my friend um, Sherry has taught me too is just like everybody's starting point is different. So, you know, even when you're always comparing yourself, you aren't truly like having a good eyesight about what really is going on. And even if you and somebody else start a podcast at the same time, Mm -hmm. still the startup is different because somebody may have a bigger platform or just, you know, like um, more friends or something like that, more resources. Right. You're right. I mean, all we see when we step for me, mm-hmm. I, it's not like I do a lot of in-depth research when I start comparing myself. Right. All I literally <laughs> see is their posts or whatever, yeah. or the likes or the retweets yep. or whatever. And that's yep. it. That's all the information that's I look at. Exactly. Like, Ain't that funny? office or whatever. <laughs> and so you're, you're so right. We don't know what happened. We don't know how that person got there. We don't mm-hmm. know whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it is taking just the smallest amount of information to make the biggest difference uh, yes. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to like that self-doubt piece. And so, um, yeah, I like that. that uh, I like that your perspective that your friend said absolutely correct I, mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly yeah yeah and and, and you think too like some people because it's funny because I'm thinking about myself again like I would always look at people retweets and like their like <laughs> count but then <laughs> like when I would like look a little further it'll be like oh they previously like had um a position within like marketing or radio <laughs> so then I was just like oh like <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So they have, you know, they already have some kind of footing. 
Right. Right. That's it. That's it. And, you know, as therapists, we are not trained on how to do, first of all, build a business. First of all, right. that's first. Exactly. And, <laughs> and secondly, this marketing thing. And so I think we use our skills in connecting with people to get that to translate into these other spaces. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, I got some feedback on from somebody a couple of months ago was, um, so I... Um, moderate uh, a Facebook group and so they were talking about how um, they were giving some feedback on a Facebook group which I totally appreciate Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) were saying that um, because there have been moments when I've been thinking about like okay so my number of members is this much but their numbers of Mm. members is that much Mm -hmm. and so what should I do you know Mm -hmm. and so the feedback was you know they feel like in the groups that were you know a couple of hundred folks felt a lot more intimate than those that had maybe thousands Mm. because they sort of got to know the membership and they felt like they could easily connect it didn't feel like it was you know hundreds of people just lurking on or whatever um but it felt almost safer uh, because Mm. it was smaller in that way and so I was like huh I guess all groups don't need to be the same size. It makes right. sense to go there. So yeah, um, it just takes some time, people, just to to pull us in check, just to you know, yeah, <laughs> get us out of our own heads. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And now, Doctor Taylor, I know um, for you, you always ask your guest, um, "What mm-hmm. does minding my black business mean to you?" So I'm actually gonna switch it on you. Ask you, what does minding my your black business mean to you? Oh, how much time we got? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, uh, minding my black business means everything because Mm. uh, I was joking with one of my uh, friends about this, and um, turns out when uh i can use that answer for a lot of things now uh so (laughs) (laughs) so um minding my black business means a few different things that that i feel like are integral into my day-to-day so minding my black business means that i am concerned and interested in the well-being of my black community Mm. so that's sort of like the the overarching goal and so that looks a different a lot of different ways so in my work life that means that i do the best job to be um as competent and ethical uh therapist as i can possibly be Mm -hmm. Uh, i stay current on my professional development that sort of thing to provide the best services to my black community and then it also means that i um you know stay attuned with and make efforts to um to visit black businesses to connect Mm -hmm. with other black entrepreneurs um to put that black dollar to use um and then uh minding my black business also means that i am concerned with the things that are going to make me happy Mm. uh and help me grow so Mm -hmm. sometimes that doesn't mean other folks it means i'm minding my own (laughs) black business Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that might mean that I need to sort of like bring it on home and figure out what's going on before I go out into the world and do the next thing. Um, so, yeah, I just try to be the best black citizen I can be. Um, and that's what minding my black business means for me. 
Awesome, awesome. And one yeah. last question. What's next for Minding Ooh. My Black Business podcast, oh. which is also a movement, though, as well as yeah. Taylor Counseling and Consulting? Yes. Okay. So uh, there are a lot of things brewing, uh, but I am hoping to continue to do some wonderful podcast episodes and I'm constantly meeting new black entrepreneurs um, and getting them to, or convincing them rather, to, to come <laughs> on the show. Uh, and then some of my podcast interviews have actually been some, just my close friends. So that's always cool to just kick it and oh, give me a reason yeah. to, to talk with them and pick their brain and ask them questions I wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so that's it. The podcast is going strong and it's, and it's keeping movement. Um, the what's happening right now is there is actually a minding my black business black history month challenge in which yes, I am challenging I everyone to patronize black businesses and to post it up on our social media accounts and just tag me um, under the tag or the hashtag minding my black business um, and so I put something out yesterday to a local business that I went to um, this weekend mm-hmm. um, so the goal is that we can you know uh, so that all these black businesses can feel this love and support. Um, So, um, and then there are some pieces that I really would like to do uh, moving forward as it relates to entrepreneurs in almost like a professional development way. Mm -hmm. And so I am working with some other uh, therapists, some other black therapists and other um, folks who do like some leadership stuff to, to figure out how to sort of disseminate the information or create that in the best way way possible mm-hmm. um but yeah so ideally if i hit this good lottery um <laughs> do you play money. or you just wish uh-huh. i haven't yet okay <laughs> okay so so that's the first problem right right so, you need to play. <laughs> but they do have it i just gotta go right up to the corner store and give me a ticket so when it's good lottery have the money my black business retreat on mm-hmm. some little ruba or jamaica somewhere somebody mm-hmm. hollering you know, fly everybody yeah. out with them. Oh, yeah. man, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay. So, got to hit the lottery first. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> and you got to play it by your team. Well, you're right. I got to play first before I can hit the You're right. I'm trying to get my steps mixed up. So, uh, but yeah, that will be ideally. Like, that is sort of like a dream mm. dream to be able to have a have a retreat. Everybody come together, um, learn some really good stuff from other folks, but also have a really good time mm-hmm. and, you know, turn the phones off for a little bit and then just sort of. Uh, nurture ourselves in all the ways that we can and then come back to our businesses to get to it so um that's a little further out uh but i'm working on on that as well so yeah that's what's happening on this end and now dr taylor let them know where they can connect with you because i'm pretty sure people will hear you and be like oh my gosh like i gotta talk to her or (laughs) pick her brain or connect her some kind of way and listen to the podcast so please share okay so yes if you're hearing this you want to connect i would love to please reach out so the first place to go will probably be the website which is mindingmyblackbusiness.com and there you will find uh the archive of all the past uh, podcast episodes and I also provide uh, wellness consultations uh, to uh, black entrepreneurs so if you find yourself struggling with stress um, or sadness or some you know relationship concerns as mm-hmm. it relates to your business as it relates to work then um, there are some options um, in which we can work together um, and it doesn't matter where you are um, and then 
uh, in terms of social media, uh, my Twitter handle is at Minding My Black Biz, B-I-Z. And then Facebook, there's a group, Minding My Black Business. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So if you if if you can't remember any of that, if you go to the website, you'll find all of it. So mindingmyblackbusiness.com. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, I want to thank you again, Dr. Taylor, for taking time out of your schedule and just sharing your experiences and some tips for our entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lakeisha. This has been a complete pleasure. I have thoroughly enjoyed being here. Yes, we will definitely have you back. So this won't be the last oh, time. Yes. So mark yes. my word for that. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for taking the time out and listening to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast with me, Lakeisha. And I want to thank my very special guest, Dr. Janae Taylor of Minding My Black Business. So until next time, peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.